Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. All right, cuties, Mimi update. I feel like last week was pretty, pretty low-key. So, oh, the fun part of last week. So last week, so we'll say a week ago, Um, my daughter had been harassing me to have a play date with one of her friends. Now, their idea was to play on the playground. So not too long ago, they recently discovered that her friend has a cousin that lives in our neighborhood. And while they're always video chatting all day, every day, um, her friend was video chatting her from the playground. And she was like, hey, that looks like the playground in my neighborhood. So um, when she showed it, I was like, that's absolutely the playground in our neighborhood. So on that day, I dropped everything I was doing. It was a Saturday and I took her over to the playground because she had not seen any of her friends during this pandemic. Matter of fact, she's the only person in the house who hadn't seen a friend. Like my son has neighborhood friends and stuff like that. You know, he'd go skateboarding with and you know, they would socially distance at the end of the driveways and stuff. But for her, she doesn't have that so I couldn't tell her no so I hung out at the playground probably for about an hour maybe an hour and a half so she could hang out with her friend so since then they've been dying to hang out now that day it was nice ish um but then the temperatures dropped and it had gotten really really cold so I had asked them to give me a week to figure out a socially distant activity because we ain't about to be at the playground that they could do So within a week's time, um, Babe and I figured out a way that they could have a play date. So on Friday evening, um, her friend came over. Her friend's name is Kylie. So Kylie came over and Babe and I had planned an outdoor movie for the girls. So I bought a projector on Amazon. It was like $80, $90, something like that. Not too bad. Bomb reviews. Like it had thousands and thousands and thousands of reviews. So I was like, okay, this is good. It's got the HDMI outputs, RCA, all of the options you would want it had on this projector. So um, we set it up on the side of our house and we have a pop-up tent. So Babe put the tent up and um, we had this long table. It's the standard Coleman table. I feel like everybody got It's a long table and we had that running down the middle of the tent. So each of the two girls, um, Nori and Kylie, sat on each side of the table in lawn chairs. I had Kylie bring a sleeping bag because it was fairly nice that day, but it was nighttime. So I knew that the temperatures would drop. So the girls had their sleeping bags to keep warm in their chair. I went to Royal Farms and got us some dinner because delicious chicken tenders and potato wedges and something easy for them to eat. So I had some paper. Okay, so imagine like a popcorn box, right? Like you get at the movie theater. So I had some of those already. So I um, that's how I essentially fixed their plate. I put their potato wedges and chicken tenders in there and it was really easy for them to eat outside. Um, what else? I gave them like Capri Suns to drink. Again, portable and easily disposable. And then... I had some um, some popcorn. So after dinner settled a little bit while they were still watching the movie, they had popcorn and all of that. And then I had like a little candy bag. Listen, I like to do the most. I tell y'all that all the time. And when it comes to creating a vibe and a mood and a party is something I'm all in. Now, luckily enough, I already had this decoration. <laughs> the only thing I bought new was the projector. Everything else I had that shit. So I had the girls watch Noel, which is a super funny Christmas movie on Disney+. Plus. I told y'all about that maybe last week or the week before. And they loved it. Noel is so funny. Like, I'm going to watch it again and again and again because it's such a feel-good Christmas movie. Um, so they watched that. And then it kind of started to get chilly a little bit. So I needed to find a way to keep up the same thing we had going on inside. So I backed my car out the driveway. Nope, not the driveway, out of the garage. So we have, we got a three-car garage, but I just had them set up in the two-car garage section, if that makes sense. Still socially distant, brought the projector in a smaller table, and they started watching Jingle Jangle. It was much warmer in there, even though we still had the garage door open. It made a big difference. Um, 
but it was really, really dope. They had a good time. Um, I actually had a good time. I was out there with them most of the time. And it was nice for them to have social. Now, when I say they're on the phone every day, literally, they video chatted up until Kylie got to the house. And when Kylie got back home, they video chatted the rest of the time. Now, they do also play video games and some other stuff. But they are worse than me and my besties. They video chat all day. But it has been kind of like the only sense of normalcy for Nori when it comes to her friends. So she's normally talking to Kylie or Kaden is her other friend. Um, but that's it. And we're almost at a month that we've been home with this pandemic and to not have, you know, a chance to hang out with her friends or anything, uh, allowing her to video chat on her phone or her tablet or whatever has been like the best thing for her because it makes her feel like she's hanging out. She has turned into a whole ass teenager. <laughs> she's only eight. Anyway, um, so that was that. So that was Friday of last week. Um, and then what else did we do? Oh, over the weekend, um, Babe and I went, we went to my mom's house. <laughs> my mom and I put a sofa together, which really made me feel like a kid again. Because growing up, I was the handyman in the house. My mother was a single parent. It was just her, myself, and my sister. And they used to call me Michael. And as skinny as I have always been, I've always been the strongest in the house. So growing up, they would literally call me Michael when they wanted me to move something, to lift something. Like it was pretty absurd how much strength I had knowing that I was in my mid 20s still weighing 99 pounds. <laughs> like I moved stuff. So she and I, um, so her Christmas present she got early was from my sister and I and we bought her a sofa. So it had, it's a sofa with a chase on one side. So mom and I put that together while my husband was putting together some sort of exercise bike or some shit for her. Um, so we hung out doing that for a little bit. And then he and I had like a romantic stroll. I call everything a date because whenever we can go out and it's just the two of us, it's a fucking date. So we went to Wegmans and strolled the aisles. Um, he had only been a couple of times. And so we went from section to section, looking at stuff, picking up stuff. <laughs> I really wanted some sushi. I did end up getting like some groceries and some other stuff too, but we definitely got some, uh, sushi a ton of it and then um they had these snickerdoodle cookies that I wanted to try and at first I thought they were a little too thin but if you put them in the microwave for 15 seconds they definitely softened up so they were delicious ate all of those I only had like five and then y'all I had the realization over the weekend that my daughter's birthday is in a month less than a month now and I had I didn't even have it on my radar. So Nori's birthday is January 12th. She is 1-12-2012. And she will be nine years old. Um, now, typically, my kids have... Well, Nasir is a fall. So he, Nasir's birthday is a month before Christmas. And Nori's is a couple of weeks after Christmas. So I normally kind of fuse their wants or whatever babe and I buy them into one massive list and then we decide okay this will be for Christmas this will be for birthday whatever whatever that's how we normally do it but for whatever reason I think I had just become so consumed with Christmas and I mean obviously the global pandemic still going on that I hadn't even like given her birthday any thought now I am um what I consider probably an old school uh mom in the sense that my kids don't get big birthday celebrations for every single birthday we celebrate every birthday but it's not a party I'm not paying for that shit. Um, now, we did a little more, still quite modest because global pandemic for Nasir, but he turned 16. So um, we'll have to figure out a way to celebrate um, Nori's for nine. So one of the, the basic things we always do is, well, when the world is open, we normally go out to dinner. So they have the option of going out to dinner or having me cook their favorite meal. I'm always wanting them to pick going out to eat and y'all they don't always pick going out to eat who are these people <laughs> so whatever she wants for dinner is what we'll have for dinner um typically if we're going out though like we would invite the family over by family I mean my sister my mom my my brother and sister-in-law and my mother and father-in-law so uh none of that's gonna happen this year so it'll just be the four of us having I guess the dinner of her choice at home and then my in-laws and stuff will probably drop by and drop our off gifts and stuff, but not a whole lot of, um, what I might do is just think of something fun we can do in the house. Like, um, 
in the past, we've turned the house completely pitch black and had like a laser tag battle, <laughs> like small children, up and down all three levels of the house. So maybe it might be something like that. Just a fun night on the inside doing some stuff she enjoys. Also, unrelated to our birthday, y'all, we have been doing a puzzle. Growing up, I fucking loved doing puzzles. So my husband bought this puzzle. It's a 300 piece puzzle. And it says the word yeet on the front, which is an exclamation that my children are always yelling. It's slang for those of y'all in a cheat seats. Um, so I think he said he found it at Walmart um, for a few bucks. So the puzzle, it looks almost like a comic exclamation and it says yeet real big in the front. So yeet is just like, I don't know, my kids use it in, in different ways. It could be something like surprise. It's an exclamation. Sometimes they'll use it in reference to like launching or throwing something across the room. They'll be like, oh, I yeeted that across the room or something like that. Um, I'm assuming that that's what caught his attention when he saw this puzzle. So it's real old school. It's on the dining room table. And it's almost like it calls you. It's like you can't walk by without giving it a few minutes and finding a couple of pieces. So we have also been working on this puzzle together and separately. Like today, I worked on a little bit while I was talking to the teenager. And then when my daughter was on break from class, she came and sat down and joined me and she and I put more pieces together. But um, I haven't put a puzzle together in a long time, but it was definitely um, something I used to love doing on my own growing up. But then also my mom, we'd have a 300 piece puzzle or 500 piece puzzle on a piece of cart. Um, on a piece of cardboard and kind of just go at it back and forth. So it was a little bit nostalgia for me. So anyway, that is all for what Mimi is doing. Pop culture update. All right, so there's a few things going on. Not a whole hell of a lot, which is cool. So let's get into it. So did you hear that the Olympics added new sports? Please tell me you did. Also, I don't think I really knew that was a thing. Which probably sounds crazy. Now, I recognize that obviously from the beginning of Olympic time, whenever the fuck that was, that it has evolved in a sense as other sports have been added. But I didn't know the process and I don't personally recall seeing a notification of such sports until this time. So the Olympic Committee, I guess, is who does it added a few sports that will debut in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. And one of them, y'all, is breaking, like break dancing, like breaking into electric boogaloo, like breaking. I have so many questions on how this is all going to go down. Like, who are these qualified judges? Um, there's a funny meme that says it should be turbo and ozone. And that shit was funny as fuck to me. Um, you'd have to be an old school player to get that. Um, but I am... I'm barely a 70s baby. I was born in 79. But I remember watching in the 80s, um, Break In, Break In 2, Beach Street. Like, I've watched all of that. That was definitely, um, you know, an error for me. And at the time, we lived in the Bronx. So, Break In, oh, definitely taking place on a piece of cardboard on a block near you. Um, so they've added that to the Olympics. So I'm like, so so who are the qualified persons and what qualifies one? Um, and is there that much of a culture still going on? I don't know. I'm invested. It's real stupid, but I'm invested. Also, they added skateboarding, which I think is cool. Both of my kids are into skateboarding. Um, my eight-year-old taught herself with the help of her dad, um, to skateboard this summer during the pandemic. Like she'd been working on her skills. My son has good skills. Um, um, he, he taught himself. Um, and then they also added sport climbing and then surfing. Hmm. How does the surfing part work out? I don't know. I'm wondering like the Olympics go all around the world. They're not necessarily governed by being near bodies of water for surfing. Right, they do swimming, swimming's indoor in a pool. You could do that anywhere, right? You just need a pool, but surfing? I don't know. Either way, um, they, like I said, debut in 2024. So we got a whole lot mule <laughs> yet a few years longer. All right, the other thing that was supposed to go down this weekend was the versus battle with Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. That shit didn't happen. Why? Because Ashanti got the Rona. 
Now, everybody has been a buzz because Ashanti's feed is popping with her travel. She'd have been to Jersey. She'd have been to Africa. She'd have been to a whole nother country. She ain't quite sat down, but whatever. So it's rescheduled for January 9th. I wasn't pressed, um, but I was like, oh, I was going to tune in and listen, you know, while I was doing the things. But yeah, that's all about that. Um, now, in the meantime, between time, they have the Battle of the Bay versus going on, which is E40 and Too Short. I don't care. I don't care. E40. The one song that I can recall by E40 is Sprinkle Me. Um, And Too Short reminds me of the movie Baps, which I fucking love. Fucking love. I think I told y'all that last week when Nisi from Baps died. But there is a scene um, in the movie where they send the butler, Manly, <laughs> but they call him Alfred from um, Batman, I think. And so he's in a record store and <laughs> the record guy, I forget his name. He's like a comedian. He's a little short black dude. And he like jumps up on the counter and starts singing, don't stop, get it, get it, and smacking his butt as they sent him to find this very, very black music <laughs> that this white man knows nothing about. Um, So yeah, I don't really know their music. Mm-mm. I don't really know their music. And so I have zero interest in this battle. So there's that moving on. Also, Joe Biden has been declared the president, our next president. That makes him, what, 46? Again. Joe Biden has won the presidency more than any other president. More than. It's like every other week we're getting a declaration or every week or every few days that Joe Biden is our president-elect. Really, because some clown can't let it go that they lost. They keep dragging the shit out, trying to sue everybody. Everybody done told him, sit down, shut the fuck up. There is no kind of fraud happening. But we already knew that he planned to push the sabotage angle if he didn't win, which is why he was complaining about the Postal Service in advance. So hopefully this is the final nail in this motherfucking presidential coffin. And so the Electoral College, I'm assuming, I don't remember this part of U.S. government. I've been out of school for a long time. Anyway, um, the Electoral College did the confirmation on this time. And I believe that is what makes it final. So again, for those in the back, Joe Biden is the next president. Okay, moving on. Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, not Cleveland Browns, shit, Cleveland Indians went on to say via the New York Times that they are dropping their team name, of course, after years of protests from baseball fans and Native American groups. This just in, water is wet, okay? So they didn't say what the new name is going to be. Honestly, I don't give a shit. And uh, whatever the new name is, it will have no connection, correlation or whatever to Native Americans. <laughs> they said that like they was <laughs> that was a slap in the face to the American to the Native Americans. The Native Americans have been giving y'all the big fat finger for quite some time. They don't give a shit. They don't want your American baseball names after them, their likeness or anything closely related to them. Nobody cares. So. I don't know why they felt like they had to tell the world that they were taking their ball and going home, but they did. Moving on. So um, the cast came out for the Disney live action show, The Little Mermaid. Y'all, I don't care. I like The Little Mermaid. I love the soundtrack of The Little Mermaid. I like the soundtrack more than I like the movie, Um, but I definitely watched it only because I had a bestie growing up who really loved it. That's why I know all the words because musical, not my zhuzh. Um, So in case you care, um, I think people call her Ariel, who's a little man, the little mermaid. But I, my bestie and I were talking about this, that her father calls her Ariel. Either way, um, in the live action, Halle Bailey of the singing group Chloe and Halle is slated to play her, which we already knew because the whites were all up in arms. Like, how can this fictional character be black? Because she fake, y'all. 
So anyway, um, Ursula is going to be played by Melissa McCarthy. Now, I said that I don't care, but I love me some Melissa McCarthy. And part of me may be suckered into watching some of it because of her and because I told you I love the songs. All right. Prince Eric is played by some dude named Jonah. I don't know who Jonah is, but apparently he was in The Little Woman and he is obviously an actor. Don't know Jonah. Moving on. King Triton, which is um her dad, is p- being played by Javier Bardem. I feel like that's way sexy and I don't know why. <laughs> There's nothing sexy about her dad. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Um, And Sebastian is being played by David Diggs. Now, if you don't know David Diggs just by his name, he was in Hamilton. He's a light-skinned black dude with the curly hair. And then also, if you watch Blackish, he is Rainbow's brother in Blackish. He's been a few other things, but those things have escaped me at this time. But um, he is perfect for a Sebastian. Sebastian is a lot of teeth and really cheesy and grinny and witty. And, and so I think that's a perfect pair. And then Scuttle. Scuttle is the... Is he a seagull? He's a, a fowl of some sort. I don't even remember, Um, but it's being played by Aquafina, who was in Crazy Rich Asians. She was also in a very cute lilac suit on one award red carpet with a flask and drinking. And then lastly, to round out the cast is Flounder playing played by Jacob Tremblay. I don't know who the fuck Jacob is either, but um, the visuals are normally really dope for these live actions. And like I said, I like the music. So while I don't care, I'll probably tune in. All right, next, moving on, still with Disney. So Disney has announced that they have some new Disney animations coming out, which is a big deal, I guess, because this is their first ever original animated series on Disney+. Plus. So they got a little lineup happening. Now, please know, buyer beware, that these first three are slated for 2022. So you, you yeah, you got to hold your mule. You're going to have to hold it for a few years because... Well, we just barely get into the tippy top of 2021. So Baymax is coming out. Zootopia and Tiana final fucking Lee. Disney has been fucking over Disney Tiana since they created her. She gets shafted every single time. You go to the stores and there's every other princess Disney bitch with a plethora of things. And you go to Princess Tiana and you lucky if you find one thing. Because clearly representation does not fully matter to Disney. Oh, can you tell how I feel about this? So anyway, she's supposed to get a show. It better not be shitty. And then in 2023, um, Moana will also get one. Whatever. Um, I guess this is all assuming that Disney Plus is going to last that long. I do have a Disney Plus account. I don't watch it a whole lot, y'all. But it was cheap for the year. Um, But I guess I probably have at least gotten my money's worth based on the things that I have watched. Hell, I probably got my money's worth just off the strength of watching Hamilton alone. So that is it for your pop culture update. All right, y'all. So let's get into what Mimi is watching. I feel like I was watching the things. Watching the things. All right. So first off, The Real Housewives of Atlanta returned. Now, I didn't watch the episode that just came out yesterday, but... I did watch the first one where the show is back. So each cast member is like pretty much catching you up on what they've been up to during hiatus. Um, So they talk about the pandemic, what that experience has been like for them. And um, you kind of get to see each cast member. Now, Eva Marcel is no, oh, Eva Marcel Sterling is no longer on the show. And Nene Leakes is no longer on the show. So they talked about Portia and her protesting and consequently being arrested um, during the pandemic times and stuff like that. So uh, she was out I, protesting the Black Lives Matter, um, justice for Breonna Taylor and those kind of things. Um, Candy opened up a steakhouse called Blaze, which is named after her newest baby girl. Um, and Cynthia Bailey, uh, at the time, she isn't married yet. So She's talking about, you know, getting ready to be married, what it's been like um, being in this global pandemic with her now husband because they got married in October. Um, So my guess is we'll see, you know, the process and the journey of her leading up to her wedding day. And then Kenya is headed to divorce court. Y'all can't see my face, but I was rolling my eyes. 
Kenya's marriage has been over. That man don't like her, let alone love her. Mark is mean as shit. He's always been mean as shit to her. And I don't understand. And I know that love is blind. It will take over your mind, ruin your credit and a whole bunch of other shit. But she is so head over heels for him, or at least she was. Um, And there's nothing wrong with love, but this kind of foolish love or blind love is best left to teenagers and those of us in our early 20s, because that's generally when that kind of happens. But like, I've not seen a redeeming quality about him as a partner or a spouse. Like whenever you would see him on the show, he was always mean and dismissive. He'd come in the room and she'll be like, oh, did you miss me? And he'll be like, no, but I miss Brooklyn, which is their baby. And like Brooklyn is the most important girl in his world and not his wife. And she ain't even on the list, like stuff like that. Like, I don't understand how you can still long to be with someone who treats you like shit. So she says she's ready for a divorce. She don't want to divorce court. We'll see. Um, Also, they have not been together during the pandemic. He lives in New York. She lives in Atlanta. And yeah. Uh, so then we saw a hint of Marlo. We didn't really hear from her though. She's not a regular on the show or I don't know if they're going to bump her up a little bit now with the other two gone. And then there is a clip for a future episode. Hmm. So, you know, after they kind of give you like the little intro, they get kind of also give you a snap shot of what the season's going to look like. And it looks like they're going to add some new show to the chick, new show to the chick, a new chick to the show. I don't know who she is and I don't know nothing about her and I don't even know if we want to get to know her. But nevertheless, it's going to unfold unfold with or without our permission. So I also watched a Lifetime Christmas movie called Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. It was a super cute movie and it stars Kyla Pratt. Um, You know all Christmas movies are love stories. So I don't need to tell you what the movie's about. It's a typical ass Christmas movie. Now, I also watched Christmas Dilemma, which is a new Christmas movie. It's a TV one original. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that sink in for a minute. So I saw a preview or something about this movie and I was like, oh, I should check it out. So it's directed by Essence Atkins, um, which I thought was really cool. Essence Atkins from, uh, I want to say Sister Sister, that's not, Half and Half. There we go. Um, That's currently playing on Netflix. Um, And so... Like I said, it's an original holiday film. It's a bit low budget-ish, but funny and cute-ish. It's not one of those movies that I was all gung-ho about watching after I started watching. Like, I was like, oh, I'll see it through. But I wasn't like, oh my God, this is so good. I got to finish it right now. No, it probably took me about three or four days. So I'd turn it on and I'd watch a little bit and I'd go do some other things. I'd come back, turn it on for a little bit. That's pretty much how it happened. Now, I don't know many of the people in this movie, but I did recognize BJ Britt, who was the brother to Mary Jane in the show Being Mary Jane. Um, He was also on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know what that is, and I didn't watch it, so I can't speak to that. And then there is Brittany Hall, who I'm assuming is the character that plays his wife. And it, um, she, I don't know who she is, though. I hadn't recognized her, but apparently she's in the show Ballers, which again, I don't really watch. My husband watches it. I've seen bits and pieces, but I have not seen her face. And then there is Carl Anthony Payne, which we all know from Martin. He's in it. Um, and then Christopher B. Duncan, who was in the Jamie Foxx show back in the day. He's got the really deep voice. And he was also in Black Lightning. So there is that. Um not pressed to see, but you would enjoy it. It's a little different than your typical Christmas movie. Um, entertaining though. And then there was Station 19. Y'all, this episode of Station 19 was wild as fuck. (laughs) It was wild. Oh my God. So one of the calls they go on is this crackhead bitch who is nine months pregnant. She wants some shit. She in the front yard ranting and just just on one. But the table in the front yard with her is filled with like empty beer cans and shit. And so she when the firemen arrive, firewomen, 
um, arrived, she's all like, don't come close to me. I got to protect my baby. Bitch, you ain't been protecting this baby. Why are, we, why are we lying on this baby right now? You got all this narcotic out here. You have not been protecting this baby. And clearly she was on the drugs. So all of a sudden, while she is in this fit, she her water breaks. And what what does Maya tell her? Whatever you do, don't push. What does this bitch do? Squats down and pushes. Y'all, she squoze the baby out her hoo-ha and it fell right into Maya's hands. Literally. Literally. Girl, you squatted your baby out. First of all, I told y'all she was a crackhead. And her boyfriend, or I can't remember if he was her husband. He was a crackhead too, though. He was just as spazzed out as she was. Like, clearly the relationship was very volatile. It was a very, very twisted scenario. But them two crackheads whipped those firemen's ass. Do you hear me? Like, one got shoved, because you know they're so erratic and all over the place. It was a whole ass mess, but it was a very good episode. Also, we finally got to find out why Miller was unsupportive to Sullivan and what that was all about there was a gathering let me tell you there was a gathering (laughs) also Grey's Anatomy was um it was heavy it was good it was definitely heavy um Miranda's parents are in this episode and they have been in a uh a nursing home kind of quarantining together and then that nursing home ended up having a COVID outbreak and her mom ends up on a respirator and dies um it was a lot but it was it was really really good like um I was telling my bestie T about it and I was like girl if you ain't in the mood for a heavy show don't watch the shit but it was good but also I'm sick of this whole Meredith storyline. Like, I know that Shonda Rhimes is no longer there writing, but I'm just not feeling some of the writing that's taking place. Not enough to quit the show. I'm not there yet, but they fucking up a good thing, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. All right, moving on. Oh, wait, no, before we go. So next week's episode um, is Station 19 and Grey's crossover episode. I love the crossover episode, especially because I'm a fan of both shows. Um, But this is the winter finale. So I don't know when they'll come back after that, but they're about to take a break, y'all. Ooh, I know what I wanted to tell you about. So I watched a new show called House of Ho on HBO Max, y'all. House of Ho. Ho is the last name of this Vietnamese family. So the it's a reality show and it's um, chronicling the lives of these members of this wealthy Vietnamese American family living their American dream in Houston, Texas. When I say it's a whole lot, it's a whole lot. I want to say it's seven episodes, though. And I was in, so I had an advanced screener of the first episode. And then I continued, you know, to just watch the rest on my own. The whole season dropped on Friday. And then there was like this interview piece that I got to watch with the cast. So anyway, I um, don't know a lot about the Vietnamese culture. And my mouth was dropped open a lot while I was watching this show. Back to back, back to back back to back now as you know I am just a very black American I don't have you know the cultures well we all have a culture but the black American culture is not such that it is extreme um or like hella specific in a way I feel like a Vietnamese culture any Asian culture for that matter and Caribbeans and Africans and all of that like their culture is very kind of set in stone and it's almost like you can cast this whole group of people with one very very wide net um so there is Ben Ho who is the father and he is very traditional Vietnamese he feels like he has provided the world for his children and so they are always to be indebted to him that also means that they should do what he says versus what makes them happy we'll get more into that in a second then there's the mom who is the fucking poster child for um, a mothering mama boy style. She smothers the fuck out of her son. He's a grown man with a wife and kids of his own. 
It is so obnoxious to see how she moves. It's dead wrong. It's just as a woman, as a woman, yo. Mm -mm. Somebody need to have a woman, a woman with her. Now, what I will say is this is very much on par for the Vietnamese culture. So the funny thing is Washington Ho, who I just told you is the patriarch. I'm sorry, not Washington. Um, Ben Ho, who is the patriarch of this family, wanted to give his children very Americanized names, which is funny because I just told you he is so hella held on tradition. So he named his children after the presidents. Now, in Asian cultures, um, only the boy children are the golden children. Girls are just whatever. So they have three. Uh, they have three kids. Washington Ho, Reagan Ho, and Judy Ho. I don't know where they got Judy from, <laughs> but Judy wasn't a boy, so she didn't get a president's name. So let me tell you what happened. So Washington Ho is the privileged first son, right? And he is set to follow in the father's footsteps and all this other stuff. Um, really, he is the one with the silver spoon, but he don't deserve it. He is immature. He's privileged. Like um, the way that he treats his wife, the way that he talks, like it's just insane. He is a very proud mama's boy and he will choose his mother over his wife any day, which is bizarre because clearly she ain't doing that thing you like, like your wife can't, but whatever. He has drawn his line in the sand and that because of their Vietnamese culture, he chooses to listen to his mother and she trumps everything everything what she's doing what it's doing though is tearing his marriage apart but clearly he doesn't see that um so then there is leslie ho leslie ho is the wife of washington and they have three little ho kids is it two or three of their kids something like that but the daughter's name is lincoln so they continued on the presidential traditions so i believe their son's name is roosevelt there's a daughter named Lincoln and I think there's another kid. I can't really remember. But um, I thought it was interesting that their name thing, and they're all kind of name things, but I thought it was interesting that theirs is based on the presidents. Where is your Obama? That's all I want to know. Where that one at? Find me that one. So then there's Judy Ho. Judy Ho is their only daughter. And I love Judy. Judy is very much like, fuck this Vietnamese culture. I am uh, American and I favor more American um, societal norms. So in the Asian culture, it's like, oh, you could be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever or whatever. And she was, um, Judy was married and now she's wanting to get a divorce. And her parents are just... They say, their culture, that when you are divorced, it brings shame to them. Like, it's like an embarrassment. So they act like they're in favor of her staying with this ex-husband for the sake of optics. Judy ain't having it, though. She lets them know how it T.I. is. Do you hear me? Listen, Judy is like, I gave up so much of me during my marriage that I'm not willing to do that again now that this shit is over. So she is about like whatever about these Japanese traditions. I need to make sure I'm happy and whatever that means. I won't spoil it for you. But if you do watch, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. It was entertaining, though. It was definitely, definitely entertaining for sure. For sure. Um, and so then there is Aunt Tina. Aunt Tina is my favorite. Aunt Tina is very Americanized. She's a good fucking time. She says what she wants. She keeps these men around because, well, sexual relations and everything. But Aunt Tina is your favorite auntie. She got your back. She'll try and talk to her sister and brother-in-law on behalf of the children. Like, she's a rider. She's a good time, though. Oh, my God. She is the wildly inappropriate who has on a middle, middle skirt at your work holiday party and stuff like that. She's that aunt. Um, and then there's Reagan Ho, which is the third child. He is hardly on the show. He is not a main member and did not want to share his life in that way. You see him pop in and go home, but that is it. So that's it for 
um, House of Ho on HBO Max. Now, so there is a super cute show. It's a short film on Netflix that you must, much watch. You must, must watch. There we go. So it's called Canvas and it's on Netflix. It is a um, a short film. It's like 10 minutes long, literally. Um, done and created by a black man. And it's not really getting the promotion and advertisements that Netflix generally does. So you'll see a lot of people sharing it on social media like, hey, go support this, support this, support this. So it was really cute. So the short is about loss, life, and love, right? Kind of like the basic fundamentals of our makeup. Um, So that was really good. Do check that out. That's on Netflix. And then, y'all... So I had been hearing about this new movie called um, The Prom, and I wanted to see it. I was so excited when I saw it was out. I'm not the musical girl type. Nope, I'm not. Um, And I saw the clip. First of all, every time I saw the clip, it included Carrie Washington. And it was talking about a lesbian student who was wanting to bring her lesbian partner to the homecoming. I mean, to the prom. Yeah. But then when I put it on, I was like, well, well, where are the blacks that I saw before? Listen, a few more minutes in, I discovered it was a musical. A musical. I don't like musicals. It is a musical of epic proportion. When I say they go all the way out, they go all the way out. And that's not my zhuzh at all. So I quit it. I didn't even keep watching it because I couldn't. Um, Then also I watched All Rise this week. That was another solid episode. Um, Definitely some push and pull still happening, but it was really good. Oh, Lola Carmichael's character. Lola's husband came back. And that nigga could have stayed right the fuck where he was. Because he ain't shit. I, um, so Lola is pregnant on the show and possibly in real life. So I didn't want, um, uh, just the, I didn't want her character to then become a single parent. But I want that husband gone. Gone, gone. And then lastly, um, Babe and I watched Desus and Meryl. And they got to interview President Obama. It's a really, really fun interview. Um, you know, they're on Showtime now. It's a hilarious interview. He definitely is a fan of the show and of some of those clips that they show, uh, which was super funny. Um, yeah, so I'm still working on knocking down some other Christmas movies. So I'll definitely have some more for you on next week. As always, let me know what you're watching. That's it for what Mimi is watching. So for our main topic is I'm Christmas ready. We about to talk about Christmas, y'all. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. I love all of the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. I like giving people gifts. I like watching people open up my gifts. So my goal in life is to just always be the best gift giver. I want my one to my gift to be the one that touches you so deeply that you'll never forget it. <laughs> I'm that girl. So we got about 10 days left until Christmas. Are y'all ready? Are you celebrating Christmas this year? Because that's that's a big one. So we have people who are not celebrating this year. We have people who have, you know, various religious beliefs and stuff like that. And then you got the saints and the ain'ts. Well, we in the Robinson household are officially Christmas ready. So we had a family photo shoot a couple weeks ago at our house with our dope ass photographer D Todd. And so um, I am that person who gets family pictures every single year. I'm also that girl that goes on Shutterfly and orders custom um, Christmas cards. Yep, did that. Check and check. Um, they look so bomb too. And then um, I got my Christmas cards. That's a whole nother shenanigans. So I went to the post office like 30 minutes before they closed, not even thinking that this is the end of the month and that it's about to be packed. Everybody's trying to get their shit shipped off before Christmas. I wasn't even there for that. So I had about 70 um, Christmas cards with me at the time. Half of them had stamps on them and the other half didn't. So I bought... 
I think I just went ahead and bought 40 stamps. I only needed like 35, 36. But yeah, so I am that girl who um, custom designs Christmas cards and mails them to your home. Like I put a lot of thought and effort to the point where I had texted my buddy Ashley and I was like, Ashley girl, is your address still the same? And she responded back and she was like, oh my God, is this the infamous Mimi's Christmas uh, card? And I was like, yeah, but it's not that serious. <laughs> but I love the excitement. I do put a lot of time and energy and money into um, these things every single year. So um, like I said, I'm old school. I like to send shit in the mail. So uh, Christmas cards have officially been mailed out unless you got a message from me asking me is your address current um what else so as we get christmas cards from other people i had just been decorating the mantle um to kind of store those because it's that time of the year um i already told you i'm knee deep in watching christmas movies because i like christmas movies um and tis the season y'all um what else oh so I um <laughs> I had a cute idea for one of the scenes in our uh, family photo shoot and it involved pajamas and I always get us new pajamas for Christmas Eve, right? That's our thing. Well, we broke them out for a shot during our photo shoot and my husband and my kids don't care, but I like the magic. So I make us go to four different rooms in the house to get dressed and we all come out in a hallway and that's how we see what pajamas we have and so that element of surprise that I love so much is gone was gone I done went out and bought us a whole nother set of pajamas even though it was at the ninth hour and most of them were sold out I found some you know what the other hard part is is that there are three adult sized people in my house and one child like that's challenging. And my daughter is at, I mean, she's eight, but she's at a size 14 kids. And so the set of pajamas that I found stopped at a size 10. And Nori's not even like fat or anything, but Nori's long and tall like her mother. Uh, I'm long, I'm not tall. Um, So sometimes it gets tricky. Now, the great thing is for my son, I just order him the same size my husband and I get in adults. So it makes it easier. But I got some extra surprises for them that I can't wait to bust out. I'm super excited. Um, I told Nori we weren't going to try cookies and she was in agreement. We're shitty at cookies. I don't know why. Poor Santa. I don't know why I always fail at cookies. Always. So here's the thing. I can bake a cake. Delicious. I can bake brownies. Delicious. I can bake sweet potato pie. Delicious. Cookies. No, for whatever reason, I never get the right balance of making them soft and chewy in the middle like I like and firm around the outside. I said we weren't going to make some, but then when I was browsing the eyes of Target, it told me to buy some cookie dough that you mix yourself. So we're going to give it a gander again and try and figure this out. In the meantime, between time, I also bought more brownie mix because I know I could perfect that shit. So we will make some cookies for Santa once we get our matching pajamas on. And for Christmas Eve, I always like dinner and activity. Last year, I got us these bomb personalized popcorn balls, balls, popcorn bowls from Personalization Mall. They got our names on them. And I had a popcorn bar. So I had bought like some varieties of popcorn. And then I bought like, I don't know, like 10 to 15 different flavors you can put on your popcorn. That was a lot, 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 lot of fun. And then we had a movie night. In years past, we've had like a little Lego battle and other stuff. So the kids did request a scavenger hunt like I did for Halloween for Christmas. So I have not given that much energy beside me telling y'all that right now. <laughs> um, And then Babe wants to do karaoke. So I don't know how that's going to go either. Um, But I'm excited. I'm finished my Christmas shopping and I need to wrap the stuff. So babe and I wait until Christmas Eve night to wrap gifts. We never have gifts under our tree. Only, only get gifts on Christmas morning. So generally after the kids go to bed on Christmas Eve, he and I would be up like two fucking L's wrapping shit. He wraps my stuff. I wrap his stuff. 
and then I normally rap most of the, I normally rap all of the kids stuff. It ain't no most to it. Um, I rap for our parents. I rap for our nieces. So, um, my niece is almost 30. And in my family, when you have children of your own, you lose your Christmas present from other people besides your parents. So I don't buy my niece anything, but my niece has two daughters. And so I buy the girls stuff. So I have to wrap their stuff. And then we have two nieces on the Robinson side. They're older. Um, but trying to figure out what they want is tough sometimes. This year, I, I had a fairly good idea. And so I'm just running with it. But one is 22 and the other one is 15. And that's just a very fickle stage, right? They're not into um, the little kitty stuff anymore. But I'm not about to break the bank on the stuff that they're into either. So I think I found a, a good balance for them. So I have to wrap their stuff as well. I got everybody's stuff to wrap. I'm telling you. Um, I decided I'm not going to wait until Christmas Eve, though. Um, I'm going to do it a couple days before. Um, Babe and I are officially on Christmas holiday um, break, vacation, or or hell, just holiday. Um, I think Wednesday is our last day in the office. So we are officially on vacation to the new year. So that means I will not be doing any of the nine to five work. Now, I still have my own social media clients that I manage. So the show will still go on, but I'll just schedule their content out so I can enjoy my vacation time at home We aren't going anywhere. We're spending Christmas with just the four of us. My in-laws might drop by to exchange gifts or whatever, but um, that's that's it. That's all. So I am excited about Disney's movie Soul, which was supposed to be out in theaters, is dropping on Disney Plus on Christmas Day, and it stars Jamie Foxx. And I am already in love with the animation, and I know that the singing that's about to come from this movie... Let him use you, Jamie. Anyway, so I will be watching that on Christmas Day. I'm so fucking excited about it. So um, what are you doing for Christmas? I know some people are singles. Singles as in they live alone. Not necessarily their relationship status. Um, And so I know they already have a lot of time being in the house by yourself. So I imagine that a good amount of them maybe just want to go and be around people people they've not had the honor and pleasure of being around um they have definitely walked back the COVID restrictions and stuff here so they are tightening up the reins yet again um like I said it'll just be the four of us so there's no cause for concern here um so yeah let me know how you're spending Christmas any traditions you have any favorite things or whatever you can find me everywhere on social and then we can talk about it You can even tweet me a picture if you so desire. All right, that's it for that. All right, cuties, as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. If you like it, love it, and you damn sure want some more of it, you already know what to do. Rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and share it. You can share it on your socials, share it with your friends, Share with the people that's not your friend. Just share it. Rate, review, subscribe. Okay? Now, you can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversations, don't be afraid to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties. <laughs>